0: and welcome to another episode of the Forever Fangirls podcast. You've heard our retro intro music, which means we're going to be bringing back a blast from the past, mainly because my wife, Sheila, is fighting a bug and kind of sounds like a frog. So we thought it would be apropos to re-air our Warrior Nun episodes this month in honor of the Halo Bearer UK convention coming in February of 2024. We do have links to the convention in our show notes page, and tickets are still available now, so head on over there and make sure to pick yours up. But for now, just enjoy our discussion of Warrior Nun Season 1 that originally aired February 24th, 2021. Sometimes life just changes right up from under you, you know? Yeah.
1: Life does have a funny way of suddenly making a left turn, right? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Forever Fangirls Podcast.
0: I am Sheila Amato, and you can find me and my wife on Twitter at ForeverFanPod. And I am Kimberly Amato, and you can also find us on our website, ForeverFangirls.com, or on Instagram at ForeverFanPod.
1: We are your hosts, and we're glad you can join us. And as you heard from our intro, we have a great show for you today, as we are going to talk about another Netflix series, Warrior Nun.
0: Yes, and this was actually the number one requested thing via email, Twitter, Instagram, through all of our messaging, uh, you guys wanted to know what we thought. So we watched it and now we're telling you.
1: All right. So uh, just in case you have not seen it or don't want to be spoiled, our usual banter music starts now. So the last couple of weeks have been like really hectic for you, huh? Yeah. And it hasn't stopped yet. No. And one of the reasons for that is because I had surgery on my right shoulder and And couldn't really do anything. No. So we ended up binge-watching a lot of stuff. Yes.
0: And my stomach was horrible.
1: Yeah. You were more nervous about my surgery
0: than I, I was. I don't do well with helplessness. I just don't. I know. I know. And when it comes to you, it's like if... If you're anywhere where I can't help you or I'm not in control of a situation to protect you, no.
1: I know. You went from like 0 to 60 and like
0: reow. I'd say 0 to 90, but um sure. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, and then someone hit my car in the parking lot. Yeah. That was that was not I was fun. Hey, but you know what? I will still say to this day, Chewy Chips Ahoy and water is lunch. Oh my goodness. If you don't want to go too far and your wife is in ambulatory surgery, Chewy Chips Ahoy,
1: bottle of water. Perfect. Anyway, so yeah, needless to say, we had a lot of time. So we had, we, we had time to catch up on a lot of stuff. Yeah, so our next
0: few episodes will be what we were binge watching on the streaming services. Although we still have to finish, uh, finish? We still have to finish Ratchet. Yes, right Yeah, know. Ratchet.
1: Yes. Um, but for now, we are going to delve into Warrior Nun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So before we get into the good, the bad, the cute. You, go you wrote Warrior it. Nun. You wrote it. I know, because you're going to say it. Um, Yes, so Kimberly will be reading the synopsis from IMDb.
0: Yes, and she did write the script, so I have to read it. <clears throat> After waking up in a morgue, an orphan teen discovers she now possesses superpowers as the chosen halo bearer for a secret sect of a demon hunting nuns. Can I just say, having gone to Catholic school mm-hmm. from pre-kindergarten all the way to my senior year of high school, Mm-hmm. If there were some demon hunting nuns in my school and they were like drafting, I would have been you amazing. Been, <laughs> you would have been all over that. I would have been all over that. It's like, can I get extra credit?
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. I can see you now with your baseball bat. I'm like,
0: I'm ready. Hey, I was an amazing softball player. I could hit the ball pretty darn hard and pretty darn far. I could hit a demon <laughs> as long as aluminum could work on them. If aluminum didn't work on them, that might be a problem.
1: Uh, yeah. So anyway, let's set this up. Okay. So the series is loosely based on a comic book character, Warrior Nun, Ariella by Ben Dunn. I have uh, not read that comic, so I really don't know what it's about. Neither did I, so. Yeah. And so in this Netflix version, um, there are five main nuns, right? There's Sister Shannon, who is the current Halo Bearer, Shotgun Mary. I love that name. Shotgun Mary, who is deadly with a gun. Uh, Sister Lilith, she is the next bearer in line. Sister Beatrice, the kick fighter. And Sister Camilla, who is the techie. And I thought that, you know, every time that she was in front of the computer, I thought you were going to like... have had so many great gadgets. I know, you were you were focused on the gadget. Oh. But anyway, they are mentored by a priest, Father Vincent. And when the current um, Halo, Halo Bear. bearer, Shannon, Sister Shannon, gets mortally wounded during a mission, the halo is taken out of her back and put into the recently deceased quadriplegic orphan teen Ava. And so then Ava is resurrected from the dead and has full control of her body. And so she's like freaked out, doesn't know what's going on. Um, She sees a demon, kind of hits it in the face so that it disappears, and then she runs out of of the morgue. And then that's where the series kind of follows this uh, ancient order of the cruciform sword who set off to find Ava to bring her back into the fold to teach her how to
0: wield her newfound powers. And that's what you missed on. Glee! Uh, no. <laughs> I had to, though. It was a <laughs> long... It, it takes a while to explain the series.
1: Yes. And I think it's important to like kind of set that up just so that it, it follows our, our discussion.
0: Yeah. Um. To get right into the good, mm-hmm. um. And it, it does involve the whole setup you you brought in. The story is really there are so many moving pieces, mm-hmm. and they're beautifully interwoven together. And they have this really interesting way of towing a fine line where it comes to the Catholic Church and the secrets they hold, um, and the fealty to one person. Or to the church, the fealty to God, Mm -hmm. um, the fealty to your vows, like uh, Sister Beatrice is all about. Um, I will do what, you know, God tells me to do. I will listen. Um, And there's also levity within it when you have uh, Sister uh, Camilla, when she's shooting the machine gun at the ceiling and she's like, I really hope I got that sign right. (laughs) There's a really well done layout here where there are so many moving pieces and there are so many aspects and it needles the back of your brain, what you think, you know, because they're showing you this entire time, little tidbits mm-hmm. and you're trying to pick up on it, but you're like, Oh, but look at all this information that, like, cause we live on a, what you see evidentiary type society. So they're showing you all of this stuff to the right. But in the meantime, the left hand is, is basically stabbing you in the back brake, and it's very well done. Right. Nothing
1: is as it seems. No. And when you first told me that, you know, we had to watch Warrior Nun, I actually was a little apprehensive. I was a little resident, resident, reticent <laughs> to actually watch it. Cause, you know, we're, we're both non-practicing Catholics yeah. and I wasn't sure how, you know, the whole story was going to be. But as we were watching it, it actually reminded me of another like Catholics. Uh, story movie, the Da Vinci Code. And mm-hmm. I actually really enjoyed both the book and the movie. So, you know, this was really I I found myself like really getting into it once we actually got into it.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: you know, the the one of the one of the things that really um was interesting to me is that the halo can reject you. Right? There were um there are bearers, but then the halo can say, no, I don't want you. So I'm getting out of you. Like Mother Superior.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm fascinated by that. And I'm curious if in season two, they're going to delve into it a little bit more about the origin of the halo, because we learn later that the halo was actually, uh, it wasn't given by an angel. No,
1: it was um, a stolen artifact.
0: And the, the individual who comes out of the crypt, uh, Shotgun Mary, I believe, said, no, it wasn't Shotgun Mary, it was, was it Mary or was it Lilith? Who said you're nothing but a thief? Yeah, I uh, I don't remember which character said it, but that's an excellent line. You, yeah, you know, I know you. You're nothing but a thief. Maybe it was Ava. Yeah, I don't think it was Ava because they had to, they had to wait seven minutes, mm. and it was that whole thing of we didn't need that much time. He's like you're stalling. He's like we didn't need it. We just needed, and they all say seven minutes mm-hmm. because they had figured out how long it takes to recharge. So what is the Halo? Where does it come from? If it was stolen from hell, and they're using it.
1: Well, the thief hid it in and slammed in it into women. the other person. Yeah, in, in a in a human being because then it could not be sensed by Exactly the Unless the, the it's person. used.
0: Right. But the idea is, what is the halo? If the halo is something from hell, is it really supposed to be on Earth? Is it really that the human beings and the ones who are um in the catholic church in that sect actually abusing the power of the halo to destroy the demons when they're really not supposed to be there do they have an unfair advantage that's what i'm saying it's it's a fascinating uh, tidbit mm-hmm. that they started and and they ended the season on it so it's it's an interesting idea of why does it choose like why does it reject you are you too good does it accept you because it's from hell and you have a darkness in you see i don't know that it's from hell well, but right? he jumps out of a portal from hell with the demons chasing him. But so... I don't think
1: that they're actual demons, right? Because he actually said in in chapter nine, um, before the end, you know, you think he he opens up a curtain and says, "You think that this is the demon?" When the demon has the face of a demon, but they're really not the demon. But the that's demon what I'm is. Saying.
0: It's the demon is the one that looks just like you. The demon is the person next to you. Who who is your enemy? Mm. And I believe he says the demon is is you think they're a demon because that's what you've been told. Yes. And with this story, there are so many um interwoven parts and they're there's they're all moving independently. And it's I don't know how they kept all they like, kept track of everything. And you can tell some moved much slower, like the relationship developments between mm-hmm. like beatrice and eva and and Ava and shotgun Mary. But I
1: think that that has to be
0: slow, yes, but they could be a little slower on those um but the the halo, I think, the origin of the halo is the most fascinating aspect of all of this, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, and you know it's it's interesting because you see um at the beginning of the series you see how the story right was was um was told down to generations yeah it was a certain way it it was it was a good thing that they have to protect it but then at the end you see that it's not quite the full truth
0: yeah nothing is as as what it seems to be and again it goes back to his section of um you're you believe what you're told yeah and it brings me back to a film a long time ago and i remember what year it came out but it was called the skeleton key i believe oh my god it had kate hudson (gasps) and she was not a believer did not believe did not believe did not believe and all of a sudden it was too late she starts believing and the minute she believes, and she's afraid of the demons, and she's afraid of this, what happens is the elderly woman that she's supposedly, I think, taken care of, I don't remember the, the minor parts of it, it's the but the end. idea is, the end is her body gets possessed by this woman and Kate uh, not Kate Hudson Kate Hudson, right? Kate, Hudson yeah. Kate Hudson's spirit goes into the old woman. Yes. So that is how these people are immortal, but they need to make you believe. Right. So they they put these things in front of you to make you believe what you're seeing, right? Because our eyes are deceptive. Right. You know, we have to use all our senses.
1: Our eyes are deceptive. Yes.
0: No, but our eyes can can yeah, yeah, alright fine. Look. Yeah. Damn it. But it's like we have to use all our senses and we have to use all the information we're given. And sometimes we don't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like with the episode titles, there Mm -hmm. were uh, everything was something out of the Bible. And we both know the Bible was written by man. Mm -hmm. So it is fallible because it is written by man. It is based on the word of God. But man had to process it through their brain, their experiences, and put it on paper. And write it down. Yep. In their native language. Then it was translated. Then it was translated. And translated. And we all know that man, like mankind, when using for power, will edit and manipulate things. So that's all brought in here. Yes. And when you you looked at the episode titles, you and I didn't even notice it until that episode Well, eight.
1: I did notice it. But I didn't realize how it tied into each episode. And, you know, it was, I think, episode six or seven, where I was like, you know what, let me look that up. And then, you know, it actually foreshadowed what happens in the episode. And I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Right? Like the first episode, you know, it's from Psalm 46.5. And it actually says, God is within her, she will not fall. God will help her at break of day and that whole episode was the halo being put into Ava and she got resurrected and basically God is within her because the halo is now within her and you know doesn't let her fall yeah so i i just think that that was really the way the creators did that of the show that was that was phenomenal to me
0: so continuing with that mm because that added another layer to the story. Mm-hmm. The going back to the relationships, the development of Sister Beatrice and Ava, mm-hmm. with their um, their their silly puns, mm-hmm. uh, and how Beatrice, you know, she is a massive. I'm gonna beat myself. She's a massive bad beep, and she she is so reserved and subdued, and then all of a sudden, just like knocks out half of the militia in this building. I know she's um, such a bad. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You're going to have to believe me. And then she is very reserved around people. You know, when the Cardinal comes up to her and says, will you be loyal to me? She's like, I will be loyal to God. He's like, yes, but when I'm Pope and I'm taking control of this, will you be loyal to me? She's like, yes, I will be loyal to whatever God tells me to be loyal to. I will be loyal to God. Right. It's like she, she has her conviction. Yeah. And she doesn't waver. Mm-hmm. Um, And when you see the development between her and Ava there's the trust level being built and then the silly bad puns right and that comes to a pinnacle when she helps ava find her truth and get through that 20 feet of concrete of concrete yeah
1: i mean it you know you knew that something will happen with them because really sister beatrice is the first person who basically opened up to Ava right yeah. everybody was shunning Ava um when she came into the convent maybe i don't know okay. what the 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 place um the secret squirrel lair <laughs> yes that um but you know she was helping Ava really you know don't run away you know find your conviction and find your truth. And it's, it actually was very interesting because she was telling Ava to stand her ground and find her truth when Sister Beatrice, Beatrice herself, was hiding from her own truth. That's why she was such a, she knew so many different languages. She was like, you know, the best fighter that they had. She was a perfectionist in anything that she tried. But that was because she was trying to forget or not focus on the thing that was really, really hurting her inside. And I hope we get to find out what that is. I kind of have an idea of what that is, but it wasn't it wasn't really fleshed out in season one. So I am glad that we have a season two. Hopefully they'll delve into that.
0: Really? You have no inkling, full idea? I think it's because she is gay. That she wants to kiss a girl and like it? The taste of her cherry chapstick. I kissed a girl, and I like it. But it it the writing allows for that story to build slowly in the background while these mm-hmm. other tendrils keep working. Mm-hmm. And then if you go to Shotgun Mary, we learn the background with her and and the darkness within her. Yeah, and the and fact how that, she never took the vows. Right, and again, trust is built because she knows. At the end of them being trapped together for however long, she knows Ava will come mm-hmm. and and be a part of, you know, the sisterhood, so right. to speak. She will become part of the order. But she allows Ava to do it on her terms, and that takes a lot of trust. Right.
1: And I think that, you know, the the in one of the earlier episodes, I I think it was Shotgun Mary who said, you know. Neither one of us had a choice. Yeah. And so giving Ava the choice will help her really, you know, fulfill her destiny in a matter of speaking.
0: Yeah. It's, it, see, I, I keep going back to the writing and to the tendrils and all mm-hmm. that, but it's really done in such a way where they allow Ava's character to grow mm-hmm. and to come full circle while also developing all of these very powerful pieces around her and doing it in such a way where we now understand why in the trailer they end up being down to a small little group of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, The other thing that I really liked about how they developed this is the, the fact that, at least this theme, the fact that science and religion can actually coexist. Yeah. Right? I mean, that was the reason why they figured out, okay she needs 7 minutes in order for the halo to re- recharge. recharge yeah um and that you know she could only go through like 4 feet of solid concrete before she loses that power and had the communication right and so you know the, the i love the juxtaposition of science and religion it's almost like you know the, it's it's two sides of the same coin
0: well yeah you need to have you have these hypotheses of, of how things work and how to fix. Mm-hmm. So you need to have faith in what you're doing mm-hmm. in order to get it done. In this case, obviously, they're using um, information from secret Vatican texts. Right. Which I'm sure there are things in there that are from the medieval times and ages or whatever that we will never see that probably have references to things that yeah. are wild and mm-hmm. crazy. The other
1: thing that I was... Really fascinated about, you know, Divinium was in the early, um, in the early episodes. You know, this was something that the Catholic Church had to protect, yeah. right? It was, it was the um, armor, of... the armor of the angel. Yep. You know, it, uh, it glows whenever the halo is nearby. Um, and then we find out it's basically an extension of, um, Adriel, who is evil, evil. He looks like Jesus. It's interesting that they creepily that yes. they did that. Yes. But he's, he's he was in the
0: tomb, and anybody who has that chemical mineral Vibium, compound, whatever, Vibium. within him, uh, within them, can speak to him. Right. So he says, "Yes, I've been trapped in here, but I'm the one." You know, speaking of trend drills. He has his tendrils all over. And he's the one who fed the little boy who was sick how to open up the portal. How to build the portal how to his build mom. it, And how to open it. Mm-hmm. And then he kept saying, no, the other one who sent me... Like, that was really creepy. And then at the end, when Father Vincent's tattoos all lit up, I was like, oh, hell no. No, no, no. I did not see that
1: until you pointed it out. And I was like, oh,
0: really? And that's when I was like, damn it, I should have listened to that little needling in the back of my head. And mm-hmm. I
1: didn't. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. So divinium is not all that it's cracked up to be. And neither is Adriel
0: or Father Vincent or Father Vincent. And who else that we think the the uh, boarding school? No, oh, is not all. Sister she's friends, Yeah, She's supposed to be all kind and loving and takes care of everybody. And then she murders them at the end because you're going to leave and you're not going to be able to survive. No. I think she couldn't handle them living or doing or being successful without her. without her.
1: Yeah. So that was... I think I told
0: you that like episode two. Yeah. And I, I was like, like, you know what? She yeah. killed them.
1: There, there's, there's something off about her.
0: Well, the fact that she's a sinner, she's this, she's that. When you find out she couldn't walk or do anything, how how is she a sinner? Because she answered you back? Right. Or that she gave you the finger because, hey, you deserved it. Anyway,
1: mm. not going there. Yeah. Well, I did go there. You but did. anyway... Um, and then you know, the final scene where basically it's the five sisters, you know, the the, the chosen small group. The chosen small group, they essentially became chosen family, right? Yeah. They they rallied around each other to fight together, and you know, they're surrounded. It's it's a dire situation. They're surrounded with all of these zombies that Adriel is now you know, shooting at them or sending towards them. And they're just it in this life or the next they are going to be together.
0: And, and then Shotgun Mary turns around and goes no, nah, screw this. In this life. <laughs> yeah. And then the last scene you see is her just running off being completely surrounded and then fade to black.
1: Yeah. So we're like um, I am so glad there's a season two. Oh God, could you imagine
0: if there wasn't a season two?
1: I, w- I would have been very upset with you. I'm like, are you serious right that now? Is, I,
0: I'm gonna do a little little. St- tangent here we had actually we're going to start to watch away Mm -hmm. um i think we got 10 minutes into the episode and i just googled and like when season two coming out says it was canceled I'm like nope turn off i am not getting (laughs) invested into a show that has no season two i've you know i've done that too many times as a kid because we didn't have you, you didn't know, like, have
1: the the information beforehand. Yeah,
0: I mean, you watched in a, like a season, and then you hoped it came back, and it was uh, gone for the summer, and you had nothing but reruns all summer. So that's all you had. And right? Like, no, space above and beyond. I still miss you. Um. So, is there any <laughs> other? Is there any other good? I don't think so. So I'm going to jump right into the bad then. Okay. Um, because I, I spoke a lot about the story. I spoke about how much I love the story, but there is a, a major flaw for me in it. Mm-hmm. It took a long time to really get going and to get me into it. I, I struggled for the first two or three episodes.
1: Yeah. Um. And usually, you know, the first two to three episodes, it's setting up the characters and what happens, but there should be a little bit more action or it should move along a
0: little bit there had to be, if like, the demons had maybe gotten closer, there there could have been other things that they interspliced within. I mean, obviously, I, I didn't shoot this. I didn't I didn't edit it. I don't know what their budget was mm-hmm. and if they needed it for the end of the season as opposed, because there was a lot of action and a lot of demons and a lot of fighting and explosions. I, I don't know mm-hmm. all of that, but it was just, there were certain times where I was sitting going, okay, oh, look, my mini eggs. Ooh, yum, yum.
1: Yeah. Um, And there were also times when I was kind of lost, like... I didn't know where, for example, right, there There was a scene where we first see Jillian and Christian and they were like in some kind of dig and they find the divinium shield.
0: With no explanation. No
1: explanation. I was
0: like, okay. And it was a weird cut too. Right. To them. And then she says, whoever you're paying off, keep doing it or something, it's working. And I'm like, right. Are they part of the church? Are they not part of the church? Is she evil? Like, I, right. I understand why they introduced him like that to a point but it would have been like have something on the screen that says like you know dig whatever whatever i think they did but it still it still didn't
1: like there was no connection to anything which is why it yeah. got me lost and then the other thing that that i'm wondering about is okay so what happens to jc and you know his merry band of um squatters if you will who
0: uh, they broke up well
1: do, do do they? Because the last
0: time well, that the we others, him, the other three went in a different direction because of Ava. He chose Ava because right. he wanted Ava. But where is he? Has where he is been dragged he? to hell? Is he like freaked out? Is he in a psych asylum right now? I'm going, I saw a demon, I saw a demon. Right. And you know, the last thing that we see of him is at that
1: warehouse where um he sees the the devil, right, who just speared uh sister Lillian. Lilith. Lilith, sorry. Lilith. Lilith. And then Ava does her sword thing and sends him back to hell or and then he's just like, Oh my what god, what what did I what did I see? And right? then she just runs away. And then she runs away. It's like, uh, okay, what happens to him?
0: You know, I think it's one of those, unfortunately, it falls on the cutting room floor if there was anything else because he's not that important a character. I mean, he's there for her development, but I would be interested to see if Adriel finds him and uses him against her. Yeah.
1: Because you know, he was her first. Mm-hmm. Her first, everything. He 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 explored so much with her. Right. So that is a very integral part of of her of her. So that's why I'm like,
0: ah, uh, you can't just leave him out there. Maybe it's deliberate, but I I, I agree with you. There, it's like such a good story. Mm-hmm. But like I said before, there's so many pieces. It's very how do they keep it going? Certain things fall right, and although. I hope they pick them up at season two. If they don't, I'm not gonna it's not gonna stop me from watching it. I'm just gonna be like, well crap. Yeah. Okay. Any,
1: any other bad? Um no, not for me. The cute and the unicorn poop Okay. So the cute, um fun fact. The the lead played by um Alba Batista is actually a Portuguese actress. And this is her first English language debut series, according to Wikipedia. So I'm
0: like, oh wow! It's on the internet. It must be true.
1: That's cool. But you know, the fact that you're you're on a Netflix series and this is your first English,
0: yeah. And she had a lot of stuff to she had to a, di- do. a lot a lot, a of, lot th- of dialogue, voiceovers, all this. I mean, it, yeah, she was the lead. I mean, it, it revolves around her, right? So one mistake in...
1: Yes. Well, you know, she I thought she really was perfect as the lead. Yeah. So that's that's my take on that.
0: Um, I I thought it was really cute. And you actually found this and and showed it to me when um, the series creator, uh, Simon Barry, was on, I think, a Zoom call. Mm-hmm. with uh the the actresses. Yes. And he's like, "Yeah, you know, and I'm just you know, there's a follow-up question, how did you guys feel when you found out we were renewed for season 2?" Yeah. And they all had no idea. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't. was basically telling them, "Hey, by the way, we got season 2." And they're like, "Are you serious?" Yeah.
1: And, and then all of them just the reaction, it yeah. was just adorable. It's
0: yeah. I I thought it was like, "All right, that's it reminds, you know what this reminds me of the show? It reminds me of Motherland for Salem." Mm. Very similar in in everything, the slowness, the development, how you thought who's good is really evil and who is evil is really good. All of that. Yeah. See, that just came to me. I'm so sorry. I'm tangential. No, that's fine. And I, speaking of
1: that, I cannot wait until that season two comes. They are
0: filming in where? Vancouver, Canada, Mm. which everybody wants us to move to. Anyway, can I bring up one side note for spoiler I was going to say spoiler speculation again. (laughs) Speculation. Well, you can. Sure. Okay. Lilith. Hmm. Now, we knew she was in line for the halo, but didn't get it. Mm -hmm. And then was stabbed and got dragged to what we assume, because we've been told, again, back to that you've been told, you think, that it's hell. Mm -hmm. And she has come back and she has that regenerative, which is the uh, Jillian actually took up part of the skin and it heals itself. Or it morphs into something. It does something. So I think, and I was really thinking about this the other day, I'm like, Lilith is considered evil. Right. In the Bible. In the Bible. Like there's this whole thing. And we had actually uh, gone into it with Winona Earp because we thought that Lilith was being released from the garden when it was Eve. Mm -hmm. All of this stuff. So what if Lilith is the darkness to ava's light and there's like some play there where they're going to go you know together to fight adriel and all of his demons because he technically has an army on land Mm -hmm. because he can control all the people who had divinium in them, yes, no, not just that, if you remember at the end, he waved his hands and all the demons came out, and they filled the bodies, and that is who they were fighting. oh, I missed that, really I did you you miss, okay, he basically is the devil. look, I was high
1: on a yeah, lot true. of on your own pain medication yes, so but
0: the the point is if she is the darkness to ava's light the two of them that means lilith should be able to see what ava sees now they should be on par with one another but what is interesting is lilith's hair keeps turning white and we know that those big demons can only be on the on this plane on this plane of existence for a short amount of time so i'm i'm really fascinated like is she one of them are they humans who then turn into these higher level demons and if that is, how is Lilith, who is a person who's supposed to be like, I, I'm just that character. You know, I love Shotgun Mary. I I very much enjoy her story. I think Ava's an amazing character and I love that, that backstory. But the way they left us with Lilith, I'm like, oh, wow. I want to know what happens to her. I want to know what's going on mm. because I'd be fascinated to see if she... Does embody true evil, becomes evil, kills the devil, and becomes the devil. Mm, and then I, it's mm, her versus Ava. I don't think so. Probably not. But my head went there.
1: Yeah, I don't think that she is because in the you know in the um in the crypt, right, right before Ava goes in to try to get the bones of Adriel. Mm-hmm. Um, she was actually trying to,
0: she was saying the halo can't pass, right? Why couldn't the halo pass? Because Adriel wanted it back, right? Because that is his ticket out because she had gone to hell and knew, but then she kept freaking out and going, what's wrong with me? Something wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Right. So there's so much left open there. So it's like, I kind of want to say she's going to be evil because I can see them going that way. But then I'm like, I don't trust myself. Because I'm being shown that Mm -hmm. and I can't trust anything I see. Well,
1: the good thing is um, I read somewhere that they are going to be focusing on Lilith a lot more in Season 2. Well, that'll be
0: interesting. So we're really running long with this episode. So let's bring it back and uh, discuss the ratings.
1: Okay. So the rating that we're going to give Warrior Nun is four stars
0: yeah you know truthfully it's worth and it really 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 is worth a watch if you have uh, netflix you definitely have to watch it we gave it four stars because it really took a little bit longer to to get into things Mm -hmm. um than we would have liked but we're absolutely spoiled for other series that have gone right into things but overall really you, you gotta see this
1: yeah and like i said I am so glad that there is a season two because there are a lot of things that um, need to be resolved. We need to find out what happens to them, right? Like we were talking about JC um, and Lilith. So yeah, we can't wait for season two.
0: And that is our show. Um, We apologize for going a little bit longer than normal, but there was a lot to get into here. Um, And as a side note, if you haven't already heard, Winona Earp is coming back March 5th. Woo-hoo! They will be airing the second half of uh, season four that was cut off by COVID. So definitely tune in. We will be live tweeting those episodes. So make sure if you're not following us on Twitter and you want to engage in, in conversation, definitely follow us at Forever Fan Pod on Twitter. If you are listening to our podcast on a smartphone or on your computer or whatever, just hit the little subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And if you have a moment, leave us a review, shoot us an email if you you want to recommend something as we've proven we do listen we do check
1: yes we do so until next time stay safe be kind and remember not everything is as it seems in this life or the next your true family blood or found will always stand with you